Welcome to season two, episode two of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward and I am your host. I'm so excited to bring you a good friend of mine today. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things, including knowing your strengths. Let me ask you a question. What happens when a type A personality goes to art school? They become a business imager. Captured on a camera or created on a computer, your business image and brand elements are a vital part of your success. Serafina combines photography and graphic design services to help her clients achieve their goals. She's a transplant from Western Mass and currently lives on the Cape. I'm excited to share my friend Serafina with you on this episode of the Mass Business Podcast. Are you ready? Let's go! Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. All right, we're back at it. Season two, episode two with Serafina. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? So excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Um, in 30 seconds or less, can you share with our listening audience on their favorite podcast app or our viewers on YouTube, what exactly it is you, you do? Sure. Basically, my company, Images by Serafina, is a virtual art department for the kind of companies that don't have one in-house. In the corporate world, when you need something created, you send it to the art department and they send it back to you ready to go. But if you are a solopreneur or a small business owner, you don't have that art department and that's where I come in. I think you said a dirty word there. You said corporate world. <laughs> I know, right? So I, as I always like to tell people, I think that people, uh, small business owners have left the corporate environment because they wanted three things more money, more time, and more freedom. And yet they're not getting any of those things. And there's so many reasons why they aren't getting those things. Um, one of the reasons why they're not getting time is because they're not they're not outsourcing uh, to an art department the images that they need done. You know, and they struggle to prioritize the things that they need to do. Talk to me a little bit about your business journey. How long have you been in business? Uh, officially hung the shingle in 2019 to be solo. Uh, yeah. But, you know, this was definitely another dirty word, side hustle for many years. <laughs> a side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've, done, I've been doing this in some capacity since 2008. Mm -hmm. Oh, since 2008. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> were you like most of the people I know in small business that when you started your small business, you basically um didn't know what you didn't know like you knew the graphic design stuff right but yeah i knew how to do what i do but i did not know how to run a business for sure and but and i also didn't think i wanted to mm -hmm. which is the part that shocked me a few years ago when i realized oh god i really want to be out on my own and doing this for myself mm -hmm. 
Because you wanted the control, right? You wanted the freedom. You wanted the ability to make the decisions that you wanted to make that you felt were different than what those people you were working for were making. Yeah. I mean, when you find yourself thinking your boss is wrong or, or I, gee, I would have done it a different way, not necessarily wrong, but different. Mm -hmm. And that gets frustrating after a while. Absolutely. So you've been doing this now full time since 19, Mm -hmm. two years ish. Yeah. Um, 19 was awesome. 2020. Smacked us in the back of our head or upside our face, however we want to envision that. What do you mean? What happened? (laughs) Yeah, nothing, nothing, no, nothing, uh, nothing, just nothing. You know, something with a beer thing or something. I don't know, some Corona thing or something. Um, So how have you evolved in your business in that short period of time? Well, um, I used to think that I needed to stick to my geographical area mm-hmm. uh, you know i was definitely focused here on cape mm-hmm. and occasionally in western mass i'd go home to visit my family and make it almost like a work trip and try to do some work out there too but i never thought in a million years that i would ever work beyond the borders of mass but because of the ability of covid making everyone forced to go on the internet all the time now it's one big community and i've been able to grow my business that way and so how are you growing your business? I mean, I Net- know you're doing networking. networking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot. a lot of it? Yeah, at least two networking events a day. Um, nice. Lots of um, follow-up one-to-ones with people. So how do you manage all of that? I mean, two a day. I mean, I, I'm usually like a super connector in the sense that I'm connecting with so many people on a given week or day. And I have certain processes that I follow for follow-up. How are you uh, managing to keep those numbers up like you are? Well, I have an amazing calendar. <laughs> um, I just, I plug in, I find the meetings at work. So I definitely try a lot that don't always fit. And if I feel like the meeting is good, then I keep it on my schedule. Mm-hmm. And I don't make one-to-ones with just anyone. I make the one-to-ones with people. I are, you know, within a few minutes of meeting someone, whether you want to continue to talk to them. And those are the people that I follow up with. So I keep it quality, not quantity, I guess. Oh, that's interesting. So do you ever reach out to people that you've never talked to, to try and get a one-to-one? And what I mean by that is say you're in a Facebook group. Right. Oh, okay. You see somebody posting or something. Do you ever reach out to them and see if they want to do a one-to-one? I have done that through LinkedIn. The LinkedIn group yeah. um, have been effective, mm-hmm. but there at least a conversation has taken place through texting on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting because um, I've recently been doing these things that I refer to as reach outs, and uh, they're not very effective. <laughs> and what's interesting about that is 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 the the lack of conversation in advance that you mentioned. Um and I think I think the key takeaway with this is is there a piece of synergy? It doesn't have to be a synergy around business. It just has to be synergistic in conversation. Yeah, otherwise it's essentially a cold call, right? And we all yeah. know you have to make a thousand of those to maybe make one of them work and that's yeah. a lot of time. So, if I don't necessarily need them to be an ideal client or an ideal referral partner. If I know I'm going to have a good conversation with them, that's mm-hmm. my time. 
and I'm happy to do it. Yeah. And so that obviously keeps your spirits up because you're not running aground all the time with bad networking conversations. Right, right. That's always interesting. Yeah, no, it's not, if you're having a good time, then it doesn't feel like work and it's not all that tiring and it's easy to keep it up. But I mean, networking has the word work in the middle of it. But it okay. doesn't have to feel like work, it right? So if you enjoy the person's company, I mean, yeah. That, so that's that's i think the whole right that's the entire premise of my new book right the mm -hmm. the high five effect how to do business with people who bring you joy like it's just straight up like i i might not even effectively be doing business just hanging around people that make me laugh make me smile make me want to high five i just i'm so done with people that drain my energy I agree. I mean, if you're not, I, if they're not bringing any value to your world and that value could simply be a good conversation over a cup of coffee, then I mean, you're, it's torture, right? If you're not having a good time, if you're forcing yourself to, I might as well kept the day job I left. If I'm just being forced to do the thing I don't want to do the point of having yeah. freedom, going out on your own and having freedom means you have the freedom to say yes or no. <laughs> No, and that's a good point. I mean, so for me, it's interesting because I define freedom as doing what I want, when I want, where I want, and how I want. And 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 it, I don't like the restrictive nature of many things about being a business owner. And so I does I design my business around this idea of flexibility, because to me, that's what freedom is. You see, I it's interesting. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. Uh, money is not the most important thing to me. Money for me is a means to never go back to poverty where I came from. Mm. And so I'm only looking for insulation and insurance to not go back from a financial standpoint. For me, I was so married to my business when I had the agency for 16 years um, that eventually I moved it. You know, I got it down to a three-day work week for myself. And the reason I did that was because I was tired of working seven days, right? And as they say in small business ownership, you know, it's a part-time job, right? It's 12 hours a day. <laughs> right. What yeah, one no, thing, what one thing um, do you know today that that you wish you knew when you started your business? Uh um, that exposure is something you die of, not something that gets your business going. <laughs> oh, that's so great. We talk about that in the speaking world all the time. Mm. They say, oh, you'd like to come speak. Uh, you have to fly here. You have to pay for your hotel, but you know, you'll get great exposure. I'm like, yeah, many people die from exposure every year. I mean, it, it, so I have a creative job, right? I mean, it's the same thing. That whole starving artist sort of vibe, like you're not going to be appreciated in your time. They drill that into you. And then, you know, I have a mortgage to pay. That's not going to work for me. Like I don't yeah. need rich, but I would like to be comfortable and know you're going to pay me for my work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and so that's, that's an interesting approach. And I think that's a massive uh, takeaway for people listening who are thinking about starting a business or are very early on in their business. Be careful what you give away. You certainly have the luxury to give away whatever you want. It's your choice. It's your business. You have the freedom to do so. Just remember 
that there's often a cost associated with that. And I'm not talking about the hard cost of actually producing that item or the labor cost. I'm literally talking about the lost opportunity cost and the training of the customer contact that you're training because we train people how to treat us. And that goes in business as well, right? More people we let, you know, talk to us certain ways. I talk about this a lot of times with bad clients, right? You need to fire bad clients that mistreat you. Like I have one client and the very first thing I had her do was fire a client. The very first like week she was working with me, I had her fire a client. That's a hard one. (laughs) It's not so, it's so, it's hard in execution. And I walked her through how to do this. It's, it's hard emotionally in execution, but what happened was it, it cleared the entire space in her head. This client was occupying my client's mind and not paying full rate for that space. That's not cool. You're, no. not, renting, you're not renting space in my brain for free like that. No. <laughs> like you go to bed at night thinking about this client or this job. That's you really cool. ought to start thinking of, yeah, you really ought to start thinking about firing that client. I'm not saying you should, but maybe you need to think about firing that client. You know, and that that's the that's the struggle. In season two, we're talking a sub-theme around knowing your strengths. Um, tell me a little bit about what your greatest strengths are, Serafina. Well, I'm definitely an optimistic person, which I think helps with the creativity side. Like I, I get enthusiastic about things and I, I always think stuff is going to be great. <laughs> I always think stuff is a good idea. Even when I'm proven wrong later, it kind of is like, well, okay, great. Now I know that. Isn't that great? And I just move on. <laughs> um, so those are, those will be the, the perky things about me that I think are my strengths. I'm also, so, gonna, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go, go ahead and finish what you were going to say. I, already lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so um, tell, tell me about how you discover your strengths. So you have, to, you have to know it about yourself and be comfortable with the idea that that's something you're good at, mm-hmm. which is sometimes a hurdle in and of itself. Um, it has to be something that other people also recognize in you because if you don't have one, then the other doesn't really make sense. And then to me, the most important piece is it has to bring you joy. Because if you can't stand the thing you're good at that other people know you're good at, but if you hate it, it's not a strength. It's a, you know, it's a new surrender. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's for sure. Like, like say, if networking is something you don't enjoy, but you're good at, it doesn't mean it's a strength. No. And it, it's, it's just going to be the thing you dread all the time. That's so powerful. Knowing you got to know it's a good quality that you have, meaning, meaning self-awareness, right? Mm-hmm. You got to know that others tell you, others see the quality in you, and that it brings you joy is the number three thing. That's so great. I, I never thought about understanding or knowing my strengths in that way, right? Because what what I see there is I, I see sort of self-awareness is the first part, 
but then others being aware is the second part. So are you good enough that others actually see this as part of what you do well? Mm-hmm. Notice I said, well, not bad. <laughs> right. Right. And then the third thing is, I think, I think the joy component there is so interesting. What makes that be that trifecta? Because that's what helps you sleep at night. So for anyone who's ever changed their career, I mean, complete change in their career has to understand this, right? If you can be really good at it and everyone can think you're good at it, but if you hate it, you're not sleeping, you're not comfortable, you're not having a good life, you're not enjoying your day to day, you're miserable. And what is the point in that? So if the things that you're doing, and the things you're recognized for also bring you joy, your life is complete, which is why a lot of people just realize one day the thing they're, the track they're on is wrong and they switch it. And it's just a really important part to being a human being who likes their day. <laughs> I, I've noticed that um, already just in season, uh, season two, episode two here, just two episodes into season two, that this conversation about knowing your strengths is actually deeper than what I thought it would be. Hmm. Right. It's more, it's, it's it, because knowing your strengths and the things that you're good at, they're not always um, easy to find, right? They're not, I, I might be able to hit a hammer really, really well, right? And I might be good at that and I can measure and so I can be a carpenter, right? Um, that is probably something that I could easily identify. But what's interesting with service-based business professionals who don't have a skill set like in carpentry per se, a physical skill set, is that the skills that we often have, I think in some ways, are, you know, they're soft skills, right? They're the, 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 the relationship skills or their follow-up or it might be customer service or the ability to... Um, uh, to, to interact with people, you know, that are, you know, how about the ability to interact with difficult people, right? That's a challenge too. And these things are like, this, this is kind of, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's a discovery method for me. Like I'm, I'm seeing this with people on, on this season of the podcast and it's, it's surprising to me how deep these conversations are going, you know? I could, we could probably write a book on that, on that three-way thing there, the three components of knowing you're saying, I wrote them down here. Knowing this is a good quality you have, others seeing the quality in you, and the third is that it brings you joy. It's like a mic drop moment there. <laughs> Boom. That's good stuff, Serafina. Um, tell me, you know, the strengths that you have, do they benefit you in other areas of your life as well? Well, being an optimist does make your life a lot easier. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, not always afraid, afraid the other shoe is going to drop, as they say. Um, so that is definitely handy. Um, and being enthusiastic can help, too, because if you're, um, for instance, I'm a morning person. But most people in my world are not. But I'm 
ready to go after, I mean, three sips of coffee and I'm ready to go. I can hit the ground running. So other folks who are, you know, don't talk to me before my third cup people, uh, I do tend to at least get them to smile and, and be a little less curmudgeon-y first thing in the morning. So there are times where even in my personal life or even if I'm just like visiting family or friends, the things about me does kind of keep the room happy. <laughs> do you, when we think about your strengths, um, do you ever sit still, almost like meditate and think about the strengths that you have and how other people see them in the world? That's a deep question. Look at you. Um, I am a terrible meditator. Um, <laughs> I, I, when I uh, asked, let me tell you this. When I asked David Verdon this question <laughs> on uh, episode one of this season, he said, you know, the way you ask that question, I feel like I need to do it more. <laughs> well, that, was, that was my, I was like, oh God, is that, is that my homework? Do I need to report back? I, so um, funny enough, I felt like when I asked the question that I asked the question because I don't do it enough myself. Okay, then we're all in the same camp, right? No, so, we are. <laughs> so, which, which I think is one of the most important takeaways about this. I wrote in the new book that we think we're alone in what we think. We think we're the only one with the challenge that we have. Until we start opening up to other business owners and we realize, you know what? They have that exact same challenge. And so when I ask this question about saying we all want to sit and think more about these types of things. See, that is another reason why networking is so great. Because, you, again, you might meet someone who may or may not be a great fit for your business, but they're also doing the same thing you are. They're at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday on a Zoom screen from who knows where talking about what they do, trying to meet other people. And so you get to sort of have that, like, I don't have any coworkers, right? But I mean, I do have yeah. that I network with. So there's a community, there's a camaraderie there. And it's like, yeah. actually- In season also. one, we talked a little bit about how there are sometimes people that show up to networking groups, not for the referrals. They show up because being a solopreneur is a lonely business and they want to surround themselves with other people who have like-minded problems and issues that they have. That's uh, associations are great for that too. Like yeah, I'm a yep. part of photography association in Cape Cod and it's like, well, I mean, they're all photographers and they don't need me for any reason other than let's talk about how crazy it is to be a photographer in this day and age. Like it's just yeah. nice to have that. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. And so, um, so I guess the question is, are you going to sit still one day and just think a little bit more about your strengths and how other people view them too? I sure am. And then I am going to email you and I'm probably going to tell uh -huh. you what you did. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. So, so um, that brings me full circle around to your business. You know, what, you know, as a small business owner, we all struggle with certain things. What do you think your biggest struggle with small businesses these days? Well, I mean, as a business who serves other businesses, the economy right now and, and the way the world is, because of that thing we're not talking about. Um, mm -hmm. So what I do used to be something that was always 90 to 120 days out. You're working on something that the business doesn't actually need yet. They need it later. And so there's not a lot of stress. There's plenty of time to try different things out. You even have time for focus groups, right? But right now, everything's so reactive. 
So if you're trying to just mitigate the need now, it gets to be, um, you're always under, under the gun. And that can mm -hmm. be really special, not just for me, but for my clients because their businesses are under the gun because they're constantly in flux because they don't know what's going on. And there's a labor mm -hmm. shortage, you know, all these other things going on. That is the tricky part, I think. And I don't think I'm alone in that one. <laughs> no, you're not. And so then how do you manage that, right? If the optimism comes shining through. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess it is. It is. You know it's going to be okay eventually and you just keep, keep going. I'm a pretty optimistic person too, Serafina. And then I met my good friend Jason and I was like, I am not optimistic at all. He was like 10x on the optimism scale of what I am. As if that's even a possibility. I'm like, you know, he's just walking around on cloud nine all the time. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know how you do it. Happiness is a choice, right? So you just gotta. Yeah, I think it is. And, and you know, I think he probably subscribes to that same uh, approach to life in general, you know, what, um, one of, one of the things I always like to ask our guests about business and business growth matters a lot when it comes to things like software and things we use on a regular basis. So throwing out the industry specific design software you use, not considering that right, right. what piece of software, what piece of software is a game changer in your business? One that you would recommend for other business professionals that if I had to come in and take it away from you, you'd be pretty upset. Oh, I've got two. Mm -hmm. the one that I think everybody knows. I think you should have an automatic calendar and it's, okay. it's that, you know, whatever, there's a ton of them out there, but one of those mm -hmm. like here to book an appointment and, and it emails you to tell you like, Hey, you have an appointment that mm -hmm. makes that saves so much time because the going back and forth with emails or, you know, what day is good for you and looking at each other's calendars, that's a nightmare. Just have it online and let people click. That would very much upset me if it disappeared. Um, but the other thing I use a lot that I don't know a lot of people know about, the Advanced Marketing Institute has this website. It's so, I don't know, it's really software, but they have this website called the um, Headline Analyzer. So whenever I'm doing a blog post or I'm sending out a, an email to my list or sometimes even for LinkedIn posts, I put the headline in there and it'll tell me whether or not it's going to get traction, whether or not the words I'm using are going mm. to be interesting to the audience I'm intending them for. And that is really handy. It'll increase your open rate and stuff like that when you're sending out emails. So that's, that's such a great tip. That's a great tip. We're going to make sure we link to that in the show notes so that all you listeners and viewers can check it out and, and see that that's going to be on the uh, AMI website. Um, that's, that's awesome. I, I happen to, I, I vaguely recall through a networking conversation, you're a big reader. Yes. And yes. do you, do you read a, a business books? I, I, yes, I read a lot of different things and uh -huh. books as well. Yeah. So what one business book would you recommend that other listeners actually read and get value from? Uh, let's see. I've got uh, just off the top of my shelf here. More <laughs> <not worried. laughs> okay. I appreciate that. But moving on to another book. Um, okay. The one actually that I'm almost finished with, it's actually on my bedside table right now, um, is The New Builders. 
uh, that is about how the face of entrepreneurship has changed and is continually different than what most people presume it is in America right now. And what's great about that book is it was being written as COVID was hitting. So the book actually discussed how COVID has changed business ownership and entrepreneurship. That's a really enjoyable read. And it goes into like the history of stuff. It talks and it actually part of the book is based in Massachusetts, talks about Lowell and um, how Mm. the, um, shoot, the factories in Lowell. Yeah, the the they were doing uh, textiles. Yes, right? there. Yeah. So they talk about that and how that changed the face of a lot of things, and it's it's a really fascinating read. So that's that's really cool. We'll, we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes as well, so you folks can check it out. We'll make sure we have the link over to Amazon for that. And um, do you ever listen to audible books or you know audio books? I actually really enjoy the act of reading. Yeah, you know sometimes I actually read the book with the audio book on. So I can follow along and hear. So um, right now, recently, somebody gave me Matthew McConaughey's book because I always tease in my talks, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and I always say, all right, all right, all right. But anyway, they um, <laughs> these two people networking, that, as they referenced in the gift receipt from Amazon, the two blondes, um, they gifted me Matthew McConaughey. And I just, I just so happened to go look at the Audible website because everybody wants to know, okay, who does the voice? And this is Matthew McConaughey reading his book. <laughs> and it, it sounds, well, when it's Matthew McConaughey, it's <laughs> really great. So the sample they had online was fantastic. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, you know, this has been, this has been great talking to you and really understanding, you know, the things that, that you do. I mean, you you drop some super valuable knowledge bombs, especially this idea about the three components of of really um, knowing your strengths. And I think sometimes as business owners, we don't necessarily take the time to know our strengths. And that's a struggle, right? And And I think if we can sit still and think about them, we can dig into them a little bit deeper. Maybe we'll find that what we thought was a strength isn't necessarily a strength or as strong as we thought it was. Maybe I can build it up more. Um, or maybe we discover a whole new strength, right? Cause it's not like we need three strengths or two strengths or ones, right? We could have a lot of them, but I think if we go in alignment with what you said, it's knowing that this is a good quality you have, knowing that others see this quality in you, and the third is that it brings you joy. And that alone makes me happy that you have this great uh, model of components for knowing your strengths. That's awesome. I think that's fantastic. Um, Serafina, if, if the folks um, listening on their favorite podcast app or watching on our YouTube channel want to get in touch with you, they want to network with you, they want to follow what you're doing, they want to get in touch and for graphic design services or photography services down on the Cape or graphic design anywhere, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Well, they could go to my website, imagesbyserafina.com, and all of my contact information's on there. Uh, I'm a huge fan of email, so hello at imagesbyserafina.com. Just drop me a hello. Awesome. We'll put all that in the show notes and uh, really excited to have you join us on this uh, second episode of season two. Uh, For folks listening on your favorite podcast app, please uh, hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching on YouTube, 
definitely smash that subscribe button over there. We're trying to get our numbers up. Smash it so hard you break your keyboard. Serafina says she'll buy you a new one. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're always having a good time here on the Mass Business Podcast. If you know somebody that wants to, that you think would be a, a great guest, have them get in touch through our website, massbusinesspodcast.com. And as always, as I like to say, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. <laughs> I'm waking up this morning, gonna grab myself a smile. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word-of-mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high-five everyone around you. Feeling all right. Raise one in the air to put you in the mood.